Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now we have to f***ing talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. Hi, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. What a week. What a what a what a mad week in Formula One. Um all the drivers went to Wimbledon, it seems. It was another great week, uh very exciting week, because it was a non-race week. Yeah, so those, a, those are the best weeks. Yeah, that's my favorite. Because week. Max Alcaraz won. Yeah. <laughs> We had another sport showing us how exciting it can be when somebody else wins. That, my theory is that all the F1 drivers like to go to Wimbledon because it must be nice for them to watch a sport where they don't know who's going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and where branding is concealed rather than made a feature of. <laughs> uh, we are, this is, okay, here's the thing. We've done a lot of special guests over the 15 months we've been doing this show. We have. And it's been um and we th- we're grateful to all of them, from Lawrence Stroll to Christian Horner to Jerry to Horner. To Lando Norris. To Angela Cullen. Helmut Marco. Roscoe the dog. Roscoe was a great guest. But we do have a real guest this week. Like a human man who isn't me doing a voice. And I'm a bit worried that people are going to think we're just doing an Australian accent for the, for the duration of this show. But it is important to establish that we do have a real human How person. are we going to prove it? Should, should we both hum? Yeah, we'll hum. Yeah. And then and then Michael can introduce himself. Okay. Okay, all right. Okay. One, so. two, three. Hey, guys. It's Michael. See? It's a real person. It's a real person, Michael. My, Michael Italiano. Uh, you know him from every series of Drive to Survive? Oh, I, I don't know. I've only watched, I think, the first two. Yeah. 
Is that how cool you are? You were on Netflix and you didn't... Have you watched yourself in The Witcher yet, Josh? No, I have. I am in The Witcher. So you're both on Netflix and you haven't even watched all I of yourself on Netflix. genuinely haven't. I've seen the... They posted a video of me yesterday on the Netflix account. I've seen that. Uh, imagine that adds a whole new dynamic to Netflix and chill. If you're fucking to yourself yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> have you ever had it on in the back? Have you ever seen someone watching you on Netflix? Yeah, my mum, because she'll send me clips of me. But I, I feel like I have a genuine, genuine excuse because from my side, I'm like, well, I've lived it. So why do I have to watch it? Mm. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get that. You've never been on an aeroplane and seen someone watching Drive to Survive with you on it or like in the in a bar or something like that and been like, oh, fuck, that's me. No, no, I haven't. No, me neither. Sorry. No. <laughs> I was on a plane and- I've seen, Have you seen me in The Witcher? Because I've seen you in Drive to Survive. Not yet, no. Oh, no, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to watch it, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm waiting. Did they, did they pay you? No. Okay, okay. No. <laughs> really? They just, they just give you this dodgy form that says we can essentially do anything we want with your audio. So, well, like they, they- yeah, they can do anything. Um, so how does it work? Do they say the, every every week they focus on a different race or driver or something? Yeah, generally speaking, like every race, they'll, they will be with a certain team. Mm. And, and you'll know that because they have to wear the team uniforms. Sometimes you'll see them wearing the Ferrari kit, the Haas kit, all the episodes. So you, you know, like who they're with that weekend. Yeah. Oh, they have to wear the strip of the, yeah. they can't just wear a Netflix yeah. shirt. No, it's, it's all been changed. So like, obviously when it comes to like Monza being like the Ferrari home race, I'm sure they'll, they'll target Ferrari. Um, in Silverstone, I don't know. I'm assuming McLaren. Do you I remember think. the, um, the Germany race three years ago where oh, yes. Netflix were there and um, Mercedes were celebrating 50 years of Mercedes and F1 and they were all wearing like old outfits and they had the worst race. Yeah that they've ever had. Was, was that the one in the rain? Yeah. Where, where Hulkenberg yeah. almost won, but then didn't oh. at all. He actually just hit the wall. Yeah. He was, yeah. he was riding in second or, th- or second. second. And then he, that then was he skidded out. That Everyone was the most heartbroken out. I've ever been on somebody else's behalf. That was, that was the most I've ever felt somebody's loss in formula one. I, I couldn't bear. And I, and I knew it because all the commentators in the rain, singing Hulkenberg's name, singing the name of the German Grand Prix, going, this is a match made in, this is the first podium, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. One of the most promising drivers finally gets on there. <laughs> and then they had like a two minute pit stop with, with was it Lewis or Bottas? Where the, the, the bolt, I think the, one of the bolts were jammed. Or, yeah, on, the, on, on the, the wheel, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember. And, yeah. and then they, they brought out the wrong tires as well. Oh yeah, they did too. Which is my theory in F1 is never big yourself up before a race. Never celebrate a th- uh, something important. Never change your livery for an important race because it will ruin your weekend. There's like a superstition thing there. I think it jinxes it. Oh yeah. If you have a good qualifying, don't. It's like when you see a football team, like when Burnley go one nil up against City and they cheer. And I go, you just, just go, oh, we scored, but we'll lose. Like, like, know what, have some idea of what fate has in store. I, I learned that in t- 2018 when, uh, when Daniel uh, polled in Mexico and we had a pretty- Was that the tripping nutsack? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he, he, he had a really good start to the season and then it, it, we had a really average mid, mid-season. So when he, when he polled Mexico, I was like super excited, pretty jacked and uh, probably celebrated too much 
And uh, yeah, next day, DNAFT. So yes, your, your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> your concept ways up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has he ever been, uh, so you were Danny Ricardo's performance coach. Yep. And now you're Yuki Sonoda's performance coach. Correct. A performance coach basically entails being a personal trainer with specific regard for the fitness that that particular sport involves. And, the, and mental yeah. health as well, right? Yep, correct. And just like providing for them on the race weekends and just making sure they're ready to perform. So there's a bit of admin to do on race weekends, but yeah, you essentially summed it up nicely. Okay, great. Yeah. Have you ever had a hungover driver on race day? Jeez. I mean, even if I did, I probably shouldn't mention it, mention it on air, but uh, Has, no. Have you ever known a driver to be hungover on race day? Not I, the one that you're looking after, but a driver. No, but I, I do know yes, of a driver who's maybe had a drink the night before. Okay. Okay. But you're not, you obviously, no, I'm no, not no, going to ask you. No, no, we couldn't no, ask that. Couldn't ask that. Our main, I just need to know that it happened. I don't need to know yeah. who it was. Because I've already, I've already decided who it is. <laughs> That's the great thing. Kimmy? And I'd rather, yeah. yeah, yeah. It must be Kimmy, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I had fun at the party. <laughs> My, my biggest fear with having a real guest is that we're going to get you fired. That's what I really don't want to happen. So all of our questions this week, we have to be careful that there's no liable and you can have plausible deniability for anything that we say. I won't lie. I, it's probably the first podcast where I've been a little nervous because there's been no like waiver to sign and I'm in between two comedians. So I'm waiting to be absolutely slagged at some point in this podcast. No, 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 no. What we'll try is we've got a much more black widow approach. Oh, okay. What we'll try and do is get you to slag people with us oh, and make you as culpable as we are for what we say. Understood. Smart. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very um, much indeed. Can the drivers, so you were, we had a live show in Silverstone. Yep. You were meant to be our special guest. But at 6 p.m., Yuki had to leave because he had obviously had a race the next day and we weren't on till 8 p.m. So we missed you. In the so rain. what we did is we asked the audience the questions we were going to ask you. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions was, um, what's your policy with the drivers having sex before a race? Is I, there a policy? I have one, yes. Oh, so yeah. after Wednesday, cold turkey, mate, got to go dry. Really? Really? Yeah. So you believe it really affects the performance of a driver? Um, well, it's more so like if you're like, let's be honest, if you're, you're having girls around after Wednesday, there's a higher chance that you're probably going to stay up later, right? Because you're having a later night. So you probably get less sleep. Okay. And obviously you've watched the Rocky movies and Mickey always says women weaken legs. So I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm running with that. So that is just a, that's just a, a sexual intercourse policy. It doesn't apply to a Tommy tank. <laughs> Can they have a Tommy tank before a race? It's, uh, your policy is just sex is what I'm correct. saying. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Fine. Yeah. All right. So yeah. self-help. Is yeah, fine. I, yeah, yeah. I'd find I'd, I'd probably be too controlling if I, if yeah, I, yeah, if yeah. I implemented that. Well, no, Tyson Fury actively encourages um, masturbation in training camps to the extent that he's actually uh, he has his own brand of lube. Does he, he really? I, yeah, I actually Tyson don't know Fury, whether I should believe you or not. <laughs> I, I mean, he, really? he genuinely says this, and he has his own. I mean, I'm not sure whether he's gone through with it. Tyson Fury is a bit all over the place, famously, but uh, he did swear by having about three or four wanks a day and uh, uh, to keep his testosterone levels up and when you've got to have a really good lube. So I've got my own personal brand of lube that I'm going to put in the shop soon. He might have been joking about that, but he did say that he masturbates a lot to keep his testosterone up, to keep his performance peak. Works for him. 
I'm not sure that's what it does, but <laughs> let's no, no, just no. run with it. I'm, I'm not sure either, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not sure that science and biology is necessarily Tyson Fury's strong suit. Okay, I'm going to count down three, two, one, and we all have to say which driver we think is best in the SAG. Okay. 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 What, do we, are we just saying second names or first names and second names? Uh, just second, second names. names. So only second names. On the current On the current grid. grid. Okay. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. Alonso. Magnuson. Really? Magnuson? Yeah, it just it strikes me. Wow, that's such an interesting choice. Magnuson has... Why, Magnuson why, why has Alonso? These, why Alonso? Why Alonso? Oh, it's okay. his personal branding. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, he's this... Lothario, he's Don Juan. He's he's that. Magnuson, whilst he's kind of got the Viking vibe, but he's got these little innocent cheeks. He has a softness to him. Yeah. He looks like he's storing food for the winter. He's got a beautiful beard though. It's wispy, isn't it? It doesn't have the like you've got a kind of harsh you look like uh your partners in the kissing department might come away with a rash. <laughs> whereas um whereas Magnuson looks like he'd gently exfoliate you. Like a kind of a face scrub. Perez has shaved his beard. Have you noticed in the last two weeks? Which could, I, he, could he grow a beard? Yeah, he, that he, was yeah, my... yeah. All the drivers have like designer stubble, don't they? They've all got like stylist stubble now. I, I mean, not Yuki, but yeah. No. He'll get there. He'll get there. Yeah. But do you think that Perez shaved his beard for like marginal gains? Like just, you know, like, you know, the story when Rosberg was fighting Hamilton, he started like cutting off the inside of his gloves and his socks and stuff just so he could get like a tiny percentage lighter in the car. I feel like if you're doing that, you're, you're probably lost where, where you're heading. In <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> but, but let's be honest, right? Like if you're focusing on performance, you shouldn't be focusing on like making a 10 gram yeah. Weight, weight advantage that is that's going to make like absolutely nothing when it comes to it's never point. struck me before because josh has referenced that quite a few times and it's only now you've mentioned it that that's quite clearly somebody who's gone insane <laughs> or they've they, they like, run out of a, any other option of just like almost like understanding that okay i can't i can't beat him yeah on pure talent i need to now look the second other avenues. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, I'm, I find that's pretty extreme. Yeah. You go into his bedroom at 3 a.m. the night before a race and he's kind of wide-eyed, kind of <laughs> manic, cutting the insoles of his <laughs> Like Leonardo DiCaprio and the aviator. Show, 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 show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. Has um, Yuki, I assume, is the lightest driver on Ooh. the grid, right? I reckon Lando might be. Oh, yeah. Because Lando is short and more wiry. Yuki looks like he's stocky. He's quite stocky, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He he reminds me of my son, who you just met, Michael. Like, really stocky little child. We're we're building him some traps. So, uh, yeah, I I reckon him him and Lando would be... Would be yeah close because there's a, there's a, obviously there's a maximum weight amount for the drivers but there's a minimum weight amount right what so, I don't think so do they not have to if you're a really light driver do they not have to weigh the car down a bit so the 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 driver and the the seat have to weigh a certain amount so yeah essentially like if you're super light um, what they do is they bring your reference weight down so all that means is that you just you got a little bit more weight to play with okay. Where if you're on the heavier side, you don't really have much weight to play with. And when, when they immediately weigh the driver mm-hmm. after the race, that's yep. that's to take into account weight loss during... So it's two things, right? It's to make sure that they're in the right weight category still. Yeah. And to account for any weight loss during the race. Is that right? 
the, the the weight after the race is just to make sure that their reference weight is accurate because obviously the team the team put in the reference weight for each driver so they need to make sure that they're not lying. Correct. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, so it's a cheat. It's not about water weight loss during the race. I mean, for me, that's it's a great reference for me. Yeah. Because then I I grab that weight, I grab his his pre weight, mm-hmm. and then knowing how much fluid I put in into the the car um, the car drink, I can then make an estimation of okay, Yuki's lost a kilo of of body fluid, so we'll probably like to rehydrate him. I'll give him like one point five to two liters. And the and so the liquid. Do you put the liquid in the car for him to drink? I give the mechanics the mix. What the is me- it? So I give him like an ele- electrolyte blend with um, like carbohydrates powder and a bit of menthol. Mm. And the reason why I put menthol in there is to give that that cooling effect in the mouth. Oh, because nice. what happens is the fluid sits very close to the engine. So by lap 10, it's pretty much hot tea. And you can imagine if you're so hot, the last thing you want to be doing is drinking hot fluid, right? So I put a menthol in it. So even though it is might be hot, it still gives him that cooling effect. That's nice. And, and what we- would you put in there on April Fool's Day? <laughs> <laughs> That's Vodka. actually a good question. <laughs> like, what do you reckon you could get away with and keep your job? Like... <laughs> Because obviously, like full piss, you're fired. But like a little, like is that is that is he put fizzy tango in my? If it was Daniel, he's lactose intolerant, so I'd give him a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I guess if you shit yourself during the race, it, it's weight loss, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're doing the weigh in afterwards. Is it though? Because it's gonna. It's going to sit in the car. But it's going to start to evaporate, isn't it? Well, that's what I would have thought about the water weight. Any water weight that you lose stays in your little romper suit or your helmet. So why would you, where's the the water weight fucked off to that you, because they always weigh them with the helmet on. It does. A lot lot of the fluid like just gets absorbed within the, like the, the the fire suits. So sometimes generally on a, on a, on a rainy day, they're actually weigh a little bit heavier because they're just obviously all the The moisture from moisture. On the the suits. And then- when they're drinking Red Bull after the, the don't race, ask me that question. I know what you're going to say. Is there? I assume there's like a coloured ring pull that indicates that it's not Red Bull. So not that it's another drink, but it's like water, so they can rehydrate. They may or may not have Red Bull in those Red Bull cans. Yeah, when, cannot, cannot confirm or deny. Okay, cool. We did it on. I've said this before on the show, but when my old band, when we did the Warp Tour, yeah, it was the stage was sponsored by Monster Energy. So the only liquid you were allowed on the stage was Monster Energy, but they had blue ring pulls, which meant that it was water inside. And our drummer, she would halfway through the show, because it was the middle of summer and we were playing outdoors, she would open a water ring pull and then like douse herself in water to cool off during the shows. Yeah. And we realized this after about a week. So we started replacing the ring pulls on her drinks so that she would cover herself in Monster Energy oh, no. during the shows. And did that happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She fell for it two or three times. Oh. Yeah. In that heat. I know. So mean. That's so horrible. So good. Though. Especially if that goes in your eyes, that's going to sting. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you were on a desert island, which driver would you eat first? Eat? Yeah. You, oh, so it's just- That's easy. Michael and 20 drivers. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what, I don't and, know what the situation is. And where- you've got to try and corral the drivers into like with you, you and 19 drivers decide which one of the drivers you eat. Like Lord of the Flies. Yeah. I'm- I'm You're eating Yuki. Him. Really? Yeah, because he's such a bad career move. I know, but tr- tr- <laughs> truth is, who do you who do you want to work with that you that your first choice is your driver? Can I give my reasoning? I mean, first, it kind of doesn't make sense because he is the smallest, so you're getting the least amount of food. Yeah, but 
the amount of high quality Japanese that guy eats, I feel oh, like he's the tenderness, yeah. the tenderness of his muscle tissue would be beautiful to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh Josh wasn't expecting that disturbing an answer, but it's it's really, really good answer. It's a really good answer. Grain fed Yuki. Yeah. Essentially, right? Who, who would you who would you eat so eat? well? I would eat um I mean, I think I, you could have the same argument with Lewis's vegan diet. I think he'd be quite tasty because he, yeah. he is grain fed. No, but he? he's, no, 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 no. You're not, I, I, whatever I'm doing, I'm getting a young, you don't like want Maybe an old Mac, cow, do you? Well, I also think Max would be quite tasty because well, I reckon he drinks quite a lot of booze and it would be like a, a booze soaked meat, you know? Lewis could be like a dry age, you know, like you get like a dry aged. I mean, he's aged. Of all the drivers, so, him and Fernando were the most aged meat. I, I'm just deflecting back when you say like an old cow, but sometimes like dry aged meat is good. Yeah, but it's only when it's, that's, it's not because it's an old cow. It's because it's been killed young and then the meat's been aged. Not yeah, the, fickle. not the. Who would you eat? <sighs> uh, I don't know why we're on this island as well now. Because we were invited. Yeah, we were, we, 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 yeah, we got invited to Had a great time on the podcast. Do you yeah. want to come and eat a driver with me? <laughs> yeah. We love the live podcast. Do you want to eat a driver? Uh, I'd, I think Magnuson would be good to eat. He, he, cause he's got a bit of, he looks like he's got a bit of weight to him. And yeah, maybe Magnuson. I think Bottas. I'd eat that bum. Oh, yeah. That would be a tasty rump steak, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah he's yeah, got yeah, such yeah. a good bum. Oh my God, I'd make uh, carnitas, like uh, tacos with his ass meat. <laughs> he, d- he does sauna a lot too, so yeah. he detoxes, yeah. so he, he will be he will be quite pure. And that's going to keep the meat tender, isn't it? Yeah. What about Alonso eating a lot of jamon? Yeah. I don't trust, I don't know where he's been. <laughs> yeah, I think he might, ca- yeah, he might get an STI. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, what's your take on... <laughs> Do you, what's your stance on saunas and ice baths? Love them. Yeah. Good for the, good for the body. hundred percent. Yeah. It's not just bollocks. No. no ice baths, real. Yeah. Or just a, a cold shower in general. 100%. Does you can do an ice bath? I will make him do ice baths when we have that accessible, but he, he does not like ice baths. He loves saunas. So there will always be in a sauna. Um, and it, it serves a purpose as well for like heat, heat acclimation just to get, actually get used to the heat. Especially yeah. like Budapest. So Budapest, like coming into this race weekend, is always usually super hot. Yeah. So to acclimatize to the heat, I stick him in a sauna. I um was recently in Iceland, um, and I went to the uh the bar the pool the, the baths yeah, the pool yeah, yeah. the the thermal the geothermal pool thing, and there was a cold plunge next to it, and I went in there, and it was an ice bath essentially, and I I I've never felt pain inside my bones before, but I could feel in my shin bones, my shin bones were going ow inside of the actual bone. I was becoming aware of new parts of me that I never, and it felt like my body was shutting down and you, you, you can't put your head in straight away because your natural reaction when you put your head underwater in ice water is to go, <gasps> and then you breathe in all the water and then you die. So, um, <laughs> so you've got to be careful not to die. Um, yeah, I couldn't stand it, but if it's really good for you, then maybe it's a good. We're we're in my flat right now, listener, and um, outside I think it would be quite a nice place for a for oh, an yeah. ice bath of a morning. Yeah, you can buy um. So I bought like a little little Lumi um yeah ice thing. They're they're, they're cheap, seventy pounds. Yeah, and you can just whack them in the back there. How, How do often you- do you replace the water? Uh, you, they can st- the water can stay up to ten days. Ah, yeah. So- oh, as long as you're not depends how dirty you are as well. Sure. When you're 
in Saudi Arabia, how do you get ice? I know that's a really practical question. Do you have a rider? You can say, okay, we need, this is what Yuki needs every race. So the, usually I go to the chefs. So the chefs like in the, in their massive kitchen department, they usually have a fridge which is full of ice. So every day I'll be like, guys, I need just to make sure for the next three days, I need two bags of ice they every day. They must hate you guys. And so I think I asked for six bags of ice over across three days. Uh, I underestimated how hot Saudi was. I ended up using 14 bags of ice. They must have to, because now ice baths are like in fashion, like pandemic, Wim Hof, all that. It's become a very popular thing. I assume most of the drivers do that now after a race, right? Mm. I'd assume so, yeah. I mean, it works, especially so that, in between sessions. So the chefs who not only have to not poison everyone every race, they have to feed various different people. They also have to factor in every trainer being yeah. like, yeah, I need... 20 bags. So they have to provide an extra like 300 bags of ice per weekend. Well, every team will have obviously their own, their own like um, chefs that will provide for that specific coach or driver. So like what I do is on the, on the Monday, I will, I will email them and be like, Hey guys, this is the food that I want for Yuki across Thursday to Friday. And then if I want any ice, they'll go away and provide. Does each driver have their own performance coach? Yes. So does Danny have a new one now? Yes. Do you hate him or her? I don't, I don't know who <laughs> him or her is. You just kind of like not talk to each other on the paddock going, <laughs> that's not what I would have done. You miss I, me? I actually don't know who okay, he has. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest um, with you. That was one, oh, sorry. One of my questions was, because yeah. obviously you, you trained Danny. Yep. Now you're training Yuki. Mm-hmm. Now they're teammates. I know. Officially, as of this week. How bizarre. Mm. So you know all of Danny's tricks and secrets, like Qui-Gon Jinn in Star Wars. You taught him. I taught him everything he knows. Like every movie where someone said that, you're basically that guy now. So can you use that? But then equally, do you want to use that? Because they're your teammate. You don't want to ruin a teammate, but at the same time you do. And that's the inner conflict of Formula Mm. One. It's such a challenge for the drivers because they have to beat their teammate and support them at the same time. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, I, I do think there are different agendas in different teams. You know, some teams, are, they have a clear number one and a clear number two. Yeah. I do think... More common at the top of the grid than the bottom. Yeah, correct. So, but with AlphaTauri, I think, you know, Yuki has a lot to prove, obviously. Um, third year of, of Formula One. So he's still trying to, like, I guess, progress in his career and prove to everyone that he's quick. Um, so coming up against Daniel is, like, perfect opportunity for him, I guess you could say, right? Because, you know, you have to... Pretty strong reference, right? Yeah. Introducing then, a third driver into the mix lets you know about the drivers in the car. Like it gives you another reference point for the quality of the car and indeed. But I mean, I assume agreed. that like me as an idiot who watches Formula One in a kind of quite casual way, the, the team and the people involved in Formula One must have a better idea than me about whether or not it's the car's fault or the driver's fault like looking at the performance of the drivers, like people can tell from the lines that people take how talented Charles Leclerc is, even if the Ferrari isn't as good as he is. Do you see what I mean? Yep. Whereas um, I'm just wondering to what extent they've already made up their mind on like these drivers or, or, because it's a really exciting, I imagine Yuki's trajectory would have been to eventually end up at Red Bull. Yeah. In an ideal world. Well, yeah, I, I guess any Red Bull junior want to progress in, in, in that way, right? They, yeah. want to, they want to get promoted to AlphaTauri. They want to do a really good job and then hopefully one day get promoted to Red Bull because Red Bull have shown over various years how strong they are. Mm-hmm. So obviously everyone wants to be in a strong car. So 
and, and like Daniel's come out and said that's that's obviously his intentions. He wants to get back into Red Bull, so it it kind of it made sense for him wanting the other you know the Alcatari seat. So he's got plenty to to, to prove as well. So to answer Josh's question, um, I, no, I'm I'm not going to use any tricks or anything like that. Like truth is, I've kept it very basic with for, with Yuki, mm-hmm. and it, and it's worked so far um, from 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 my side. So yeah, look, we'll focus on on the process. Yuki's well aware of what we're focusing on and you just don't want to overcomplicate things yeah. and start trying to play mind games. To, to, like no matter who that your teammate is, it just, for me, it's just, it's energy that doesn't have to go in that direction. Personally. Yeah. Do you think that there's a chance they'll put Lando or Charles in that second Red Bull seat? Ooh, scandal. Um, that's been, rumours have been abounding. That's the rumour mill. The rumour mill. The is hell? it really? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Lando is apparently... I mean, this week has been insane because basically they, it's every non-race week they get bored and go, Lando's going to Mercedes and Ferrari and Red Bull. Um, he's been cloned like that sheep. And now Dolly the Lando is going to appear in three different cars at once. And it's all, you know, uh, you know, we're getting a Lando based AI to drive the Haas. Uh, so yeah, I've heard that he's going to Red Bull, Ferrari and Mercedes, but uh, I love the idea of Max having competition because there hasn't been too much competitive racing at the top of the grid this year. So to see Charles or somebody go to yeah. uh, Red Bull gets yeah. me quite hot. Yeah. Just as a fan of the sport, it would be nice if mm-hmm. the two cars at the front were fighting each other every week. I would personally prefer teams to be a lot closer. So I'd, I'd prefer to see Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren a lot closer to Red Bull. I would and, prefer and, that as well. Seeing them battle rather than two teammates battle. I would prefer that as well. But, if that can't happen, which yeah. it looks like it can't for now, yeah, then but then I'm amazed at how quickly things can change. If we, you know, look at how Red Bull suddenly became competitive in 2021, mm. I'm also amazed of like how much people just like can easily write off a driver. And the reason why I say that is because like from my from my side, I thought Checker had a really good year last year. Oh yeah, and now he's had what three three like average qualifying. In the races, he's been really good. And all of a sudden now there's all this rumour mill about him being replaced. I don't think think Helmut Marko really helps that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, I don't think they would because they've won. He's, he's allowed, whether he, where, wherever his performance is this year, he has allowed them to world championships. He's supported that team to win. 100%. And not just win, like the way that regardless of what you think of the end of the, of the 2021 season, and the way that that, you know, the unlapping and the, all the drama there, the way that he held off Lewis was insane. Yeah, yeah he was, was brilliant. Awesome. It was some of the best F1 I've seen in the last 15 years. And I don't think that the team, although as much people like to paint Red Bull as very unloyal, um, and as much as some podcasts might joke about that, um, I think that that I just don't see them getting rid of him. I think that they've already won the Constructors' Championship. Max could win... He could come P2 for the rest of the season and still win the championship. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I just but don't it's, see it's, it. But it, I mean, much as uh, there's obviously a human aspect to people losing their seats and losing their, you, you know, not having their dreams pan out the way that they thought they would. But that isn't, when you're a spectator, you don't, it's very, very hard to engage with it on those terms. So everybody writing off Checo is sort of, what, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, who's winning? Who's winning? Is Max next? 
So you want to have a conversation about F1. Where is it going to go if it's not going to be uh, speculative uh, about which driver ends up where? It's the fun, gossipy stuff that everybody who doesn't have to see anybody cry or upset uh, it's what it's what you would naturally it's what you would naturally be geared towards being interested in if mm. F one the race itself isn't providing enough competition to keep you interested, I guess. Um, Fair statement. Uh, w- w- uh, what I wanted to know: uh, the drivers are gifted sports people, but each you know each sport has its own different makeup of physical traits that mean that that particular sportsman is good or excels in that sport. What do you think or what other sports do the drivers and the way that they are built physically mean that they would naturally excel in, do you think? I always thought they'd make quite good boxers because they're strong necks. Yeah. Um, You've got a very strong neck. Thank you. Um, it looks strong. It's, uh, it's, it's a diff- that's a difficult one because I do, I do find it, like if I'm thinking about the current like driver market, like mm-hmm. they all got different physiques, right? Yeah. Like, there's, I wouldn't say there's a generic answer to that. Yeah. Um, I reckon if Yuki wasn't training and he kept eating the way he kept eating, maybe sumo would be good for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen Alonzo kick a football and geez, he looked good. So I think he could definitely. I bet he does. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him do. I know Daniel is really good at racket sports. So like tennis, he's really good. Yeah, don't doesn't Charles play pickleball? Uh, paddle, paddle. I'm pretty sure Carlos is really good at paddle and as well. Golf. They love golf. Lando's Everybody good at golf. Loves- Alex is pretty good. Well, I mean, Alex should be good at golf. He's he's his girlfriend's a pro golfer. So oh yeah, that's right. Um, I've seen I've seen some photos of him. His swing that looks looks beautiful. If I if my mm. girlfriend was a professional golfer, I wouldn't pick up a club. <laughs> but, it's, but it's, it's also free lessons though yeah that's true that's golf true. lessons are expensive maybe maybe he just has a more robust masculinity than i do <laughs> so he can afford to be taught by his girlfriend I, no, no 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 put the, put the club down put the club down no i'm sure i'd be fine in real life i'm joking i'm not that guy when you're in the garage on the race weekends do you, do you ever get to around lap 35 and then be like come on can something can something good happen now please yeah, especially because I don't sit down, so I'm standing for an hour and a half. So yeah, my, my legs do get sore, and uh, I, <laughs> so sometimes I do sneak out the back, uh, grab a drink or grab a little snack. Um, Alvatari is great because they got like a little chocolate stash at the back, so I just just raid that maybe at lap lap thirty if nothing's happening, and then come back. At what point are your responsibilities for the weekend finished? Technically, technically lights out means my responsibilities are finished but so you could get drunk during the race i oh, oh if 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 i wasn't caught yes okay but i i hold a little notepad and i do take notes during the race um based what sort on, of thing so like um how yuki deals with um any type of adversity in the race so whether him him, him attacking or him defending or if anything went wrong in the race how does he how is he reacting to that his communication on the radio so what's his communication like on to his engineers? Great swearing, you yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is he swearing? Is he, he is a he great yelling? swearer. He could be in the thick of it. That's why it? the Brits love him, I yeah. think, because he's 100%. so foul-mouthed. Um, and how – so you making notes on how he's attacking and defending and with regards to how you implement different exercise regimes later on in the week or – 
It's more so his mindset. So with Yuki, um, it's been a big, big emphasis on his mindset this year, just like okay. staying calm in the car, accepting adversity. So one thing that I noticed with Yuki is when something goes wrong, he just, he can't, he doesn't accept it straight away. Mm-hmm. In, in, instead, he he opts for frustration and swearing um, and almost like, it's almost like in denial of like, oh, why always me? Rather than going, okay, cool. This is, this is the cards I've been dealt. Now let's get on with it. Because yeah. Formula One is one of those sports where, there's so many parameters that can go wrong that's out of your control. Yeah. Right? Whether you get hit, tire puncher, um, strategy, all out of your control as mm. a driver. So you can't you can't let that bottle yourself up. You just have to like w- focus on what you can control and just accept it. So yeah. that's one thing that I, I, I take note of. There's an old boxing um, adage uh, that says uh, it's everyone's got a game plan until you get punched in the face. Exactly. And stand-up's kind of similar. You're on stage and you do a joke and it doesn't go over. And in your uh, in the early days of stand-up, then you start floundering in wet shit. And then in the later days of stand-up, you begin to learn. You go, okay, well that didn't work. But then you know you maintain your calm in the face of adversity, and it's it's and 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 try and re-maneuver a game plan based on the hit you've just taken to the face, the corner that didn't work out, the overtake that didn't work, the joke that didn't go over, and the mental strength to be able to maintain and adapt in those situations, I think, is a really interesting crossover between... Um, I've always found the, inter- the crossover between boxing and stand-up interesting, but there's that happening in Formula One is interesting too. Yeah, that's that's interesting because like I would I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, is if, if, you're, if you're saying a bad joke and then you don't get the response... You're trying to move on, but in the back of your mind, you're thinking, you're still thinking about how bad that joke was, and that, like the cringe. I, I prefer to think of them as jokes that the audience didn't get. But um, <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's, it's the same if you make a mistake as a sportsman, yeah. right? If you make a mistake, then all of a sudden he like sometimes you he can get quite overwhelmed with that mistake that he made in turn three in qualifying. Mm-hmm. That maybe he lost two tenths, and rather than just getting on with it, it's like ah, oh, and he's just he's holding on to it. Yeah, that, I that, think that's that what must I mean be so much. Like them, because with sports people at that level, so much of it is on the mental side. Like when you yeah. watch with Alcaraz in the Wimbledon final yesterday, he loses the first set six one, and he goes, well, "I'm a twenty year old kid in my second Grand Slam final, and the one of the arguably the greatest player of all time has just taken a set off me six one. How am I going to deal with this problem?" And then you go and win. I mean, the, the mental strength of the guy must be insane. And indeed, to uh, to be an F one. So, who do you think is the most naturally gifted F one driver that you've throughout the history? I'm not saying that you've worked with or anything like that, but uh, who had all the raw talent and might have been the, the mental feature was the biggest drawback that they had. That without, if they were mentally stronger, they might have gone on to win championships, etc. Oh, jeez. I mean, that's I'm coming from a place where I'm. I'm it's I'm looking in, right now, speculative, right? I'm looking in, right? I'm, I'm. If I give an answer, it's because I'm looking from the outside. I don't have, I don't have any intel. Mm. Um, oh, geez, you put me on the spot here. Okay, you don't. Can, you, can, you, don't can you guys answer. go first, and I'll have a bit. Yeah, of we'll think. come back to it. Uh, are, I, you, are you guys going to answer that? Yeah, yeah. I'll answer it. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Rosberg based on what we had earlier. I mean, obviously, he did win a championship, but that. I think he's the opposite. I think, think he, he had so much mental strength to beat Lewis Hamilton. But again, I can't, I don't know the question because I don't know the sport as well, which is why I'm interested in the... I think Ferrari are good for just as a fan, and I'm not speaking on your behalf, obviously, but like I think as a fan of the sport, 
um, watching how the Ferrari drivers seem to get so stressed out with the Ferrari car in the last few years has been quite difficult to watch. But that seems to me a problem with Ferrari itself is that they think themselves into the wall as a team in that it's so like, and I've spoken about this before, like it's the same problem that Man United have had over the last couple of years. They're like, We're Man United. So like we better, we better not fuck it up. And then when they do fuck it up, they go, oh my God, I can't believe we fucked it up and we're Man United. <laughs> this is so so much more embarrassing than if we fucked it up and we were Everton. Uh, and the same is true. Like Ferrari, we're the historical kind of emblems of the sport. We are the romantic team. We are the, 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 the beautiful kind of icon of the sport. And then when you fuck it up, we fucked it up at, in these suits, in these cars. This is so embarrassing. Mm. Speaking of Ferrari, I'm probably going to say Felipe. Felipe Messo. Oh yeah, that's interesting. There we go. That's a really good. Yeah, show. That's I, a really I, good I love Felipe. I've I've had the yeah privilege to spend a couple dinners with him, and he's a, he's a great guy. But I think yeah, he obviously had the car, and he was so so unlucky. Again, it may not been have been his mental strength. It could could be a number of parameters in, yeah. in motorsport. But yeah, I think he's one guy, and I'm like, oh geez, he probably should have won one. I always assume that he's a champion in my head. Yeah, I always remember him as a champion. Yeah, every couple of years I go, oh yeah, no, he didn't get one. I know, he's such a legend. Um, I know, that's the thing, you think he's he's won one, but yeah, unfortunately, like he became probably the closest, I mean, besides the, the Lewis and, and Max, but probably the cl- closest that he, like, when it comes to a championship, you know, that last race where he had to- Oh boy. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty iconic finish. I also think Mick is due- um, a second uh, Agreed. punt. How well. old is he now? 24, 3, 4, somewhere around there. I just want to see him back in a seat. I just think he deserves to to be able to kind of prove that he is a good driver. I think that Haas car was, I think he got in his head, but I also think that that Haas car was not helpful for his career. The burden of being called Michael Schumacher, yeah. essentially. You change it to Mick, but your name is Michael Schumacher. Yeah. And the weight that that must put on you, it yeah. would be a hard thing for anybody to deal with. And do you remember when he pulled Seb over to his car and was like, my seat's not straight. And Seb was like, yeah, just crash the car and then you get a, they'll straighten the seat out. Do you remember that? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? Yeah, they, he was like, his seat was angled slightly to the right and he was like, my seat's not even straight. And I was like, that's such a hass thing to do. That the that even the angle of the the chair is not quite like, yeah, it was. That's bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. But I think he's going to get, I, I, I think maybe not next year, but I think he's going to get something. I hope so. What's he doing? Oh, he's just Mercedes reserve. He was at Goodwood at the weekend. Yeah. And then did you see Toto Wolf was having lunch with Nick DeVries? He's gonna, was, he was papped. It's like, it's like every, it, Toto Wolf seems to just, want to kind of look after every driver with a broken heart. I know, it's really With his big oaky arms and gorgeous deep voice. uh, No, come here. I will look after you. You are crying now, but it will all be okay. (laughs) Man, I feel for, I really feel for Nick this week. I'm not asked. Um, Um, No, no, so so do I. um, Okay, before we wrap up, did you meet Brad Pitt? No, but we were close on the grid together because unfortunately we didn't qualify too well. So we were at the back of the grid mm-hmm. and that's where, what's the team? What's, what's the, the name of the fake what's, team? What's the fake team name called? The um, movie's called Apex. I forgot what the fake Feels name. like that's the name of the team yeah. then. Let's say it. Well, yeah. Well, the two cars are at the back of the grid and they're doing some filming. So yeah, I was close, but didn't meet him. Sorry. Do you have any predictions as to what the plot of the film is? 
Oh, Can no. we create the storyline of the movie Apex before you go? And then when it comes out, we'll see how close we were. Yeah, so I, I had I generally have zero information. Like I haven't been following, I guess, the hype of the film. So mm-hmm. I, I've actually got no idea what it's about. So how old is Brad Pitt? 50? 50? Uh, 50 something. 52? Yeah, 50, 54, 55. So it must be a comeback story. Y- yeah, you'd hope it's a comeback story. He's like a down and out driver that had his chance in the car, blew it, and then he has to come back. That's my prediction. And, yeah. his, and his teammate is probably like reigning world champ and he's up against the best. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, that's a good... There has to be a bit of competition there, right? Yeah. And he's going to have a crisis of confidence at some point. I imagine about halfway through the film, he's going to have a pretty bad crisis of confidence and then he's going to come through it. And uh, he's not going to win at the end, but he's going to... Uh, prove people who thought that he couldn't compete wrong and that the young buck, of course, will win. So you're day. basically, you're describing Cool Runnings. I'm describing all <laughs> films, really. Okay. All, there's, there's a Rich Hall routine where he describes the plot of every Tom Cruise film. And it's a, he's a cocktail waiter. He's a pretty good cocktail waiter. But then he has a crisis of confidence. He's a fighter pilot. He's a pretty good fighter pilot. But then he has a crisis of confidence. He's a lawyer. He's a pretty good lawyer. But then he has a crisis of confidence. <laughs> And it's every Tom Cruise film. Uh, so I think it's probably going to follow that pathway. What about the love story? Is there going to be a love story? Yeah, there must be. Has to be. Yeah. Do you know what? If I know Hollywood and I think I do, <laughs> that love story is going to be age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be another 55-year-old woman that he's interested in. I guarantee it. Have you had to sign a release to be in the film? Oh, I don't think I might be in the background holding an umbrella for Yuki, but <laughs> no, I haven't. The drivers are in, in it, right? Because he's walking up and down the 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 paddock and the grid with with the real drivers right i think so i I did see him walking through the grid after the national anthem so i don't know if he did something prior like when it came to the when they were doing like the the parade Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if he was involved in that if you were casting your own formula one movie yep who which of the drivers you could you pick two drivers to have a tumultuous rivalry and it's, you're thinking about screen presence, charisma, and, you know, the, how good they look. Who, which drivers are you casting of the current grid to be the two rivals that are oh, in your real film? Real drivers against real, Pitt. real That's a good real, question. Two real drivers to be the leads in your film. I'm going with Max. You're going to go with Max? That's my first driver. What about you? I want to go Lewis. I just, I just think he'd, he, he's just bound for Hollywood. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And his rival is? Yuki. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nice. good for you. Yeah. I, I so think I'm going to go, um, for, I think I'm going to go for Signs and Yuki. Signs is the, is a leading man. Bee stung lips and, um, he's, he's, he, he, he likes a joke with Lando, but he's also very serious and he doesn't actually have a manager. He just puts on some glasses and <laughs> yeah, a shirt. Yeah, yeah. And hangs out in the paddock. He's like Clark Kent. He doesn't. Have, he is his own manager. That is, way, he negotiates a deal with Ferrari, and he gets to keep the fifteen percent that he'd have to give to his. Is is his agent? Fifteen's <laughs> generous. I'm in the wrong industry. Well, that's that's. Yeah, is that's his agent who looks like him and says is his cousin? Is it? Is he a real person or is it just Carlos in disguise? Oh look! I, uh, have you ever seen? <laughs> have you ever seen him in the same room? Carlos and his cousin in the same place at the same time. In the gym, yes, I can confirm. Sorry, okay, guys. Fine. Sorry to ruin that. Okay. Um, I have one uh, final <laughs> question for you. Um, 
when you when you're when the sun sets on F1 for you, mm-hmm. right? Hopefully not for a long time. When you've got multiple world championships under your belt, right? Which sport would you go into after this? I would love to be involved with tennis or NBA. For me, like those two athletes, um, I think basketballers and tennis players, I think they're just insane athletes. So, uh, yeah, me being a strength and conditioning coach, that would be uh, that would be awesome. Basketball blows my mind. The length of limb and yet to maintain that athleticism whilst being... You, whenever you see somebody walking at like seven foot down the street, they've got health problems. Yeah, yeah, Like it's yeah. an insane height to be. You, you ha- Your life expectancy is fucked. Yeah. And they're there like doing things... Like I don't, I don't understand how they, how they do it. Like the, 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 the mind muscle connection is it, it takes about like, it's, you know, 500 meters away. You your hands are such a distance. How are you communicating with your own body? It's insane. So yeah, I get that. Yeah. And I think, I think like from a coordination perspective and also just an athleticism perspective, it's, it's very impressive. So mm. yeah, we'll see. I'd love to touch into those sports at some stage. Which and the team? money in those sports is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, you can clean up. Yeah. 15%. Yeah. Um, which, not, not that F1 drivers are signing on anytime soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, team, which team would you take? Which NBA team? And which tennis player? Josh is a big NBA fan. Well, I, I am a Denver fan. Mm-hmm. That's being honest. So I was very happy this year because they obviously won. Um, but I'd also have, want to think about where it would be cool to live, right? Yeah. Ah. I'll be honest. Um, well, there's just so many teams. I mean, do you have one that you would? I mean, I like. I just like the Knicks. I just think it's a cool. I just think they're. A, it's they're the coolest team historically. Yeah. I always think of Patrick Ewing when I think of basketball, and I just I loved him so much. I think he had that look that just wouldn't happen now. In you know, like you would never have a pop star like Phil Collins now. I don't think you could ever have an NBA player like Patrick Ewing now. I think the way the sport and the and the physical shape of the players has changed. Mm-hmm. I think that Patrick Ewing is like this old school. Yeah. I think I'd go Houston Rockets or San Antonio Spurs. Somewhere you want to Houston? Houston? Well, just because I want to be close. I want to be close to Austin so I can have some beautiful barbecue. Yeah, so that's that, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably go that. And tennis player, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick to my hometown. I'm going to stick to an Australian, Nick Kyrgios. I'd love to train him. You because think you could rein him? I mean, if any, if mate, you've proven anything, it's that you can rein in a sort of uh, oh, sweary driver. That is an amazing, Nick Kyrgios is such a good shout because you go like, what, what stocks could rise? Like what, it would, it would make you look the best because he has all the natural talent in the world, but is, you know, quite clearly uh, a, a hothead. Uh yeah, I, I think it's not so much me like making myself look good. I just, I see Nick and obviously everyone sees his talent. Yeah. And you see him fall in love with the sport, fall out of the, fall out of love with the sport. And I'm, and I'd love to almost be, if obviously, if he, if he did have a coach, I would love to like go in there and be like, okay, let's, let's gather that love for you, that love you have for the sport again. Cause I feel like as soon as, like any athlete, when you enjoy what you're doing, you yeah. know, you, your performance naturally improves. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think that's from, I mean, from the outside in, it looks like that's his, like one of his main battles. So yeah, I love a challenge. So if I was in tennis, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to train Nick. I love Nick. He's one of my favorites. I love watching him Super play. talented. And there was the, is it the Netflix documentary or I think that he, he's the first episode, him and, and it follows him and his mate, spoiler, winning the doubles at the Aussie Open. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Kokonakis. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that was great. And he comes across really, really 
really well. Um, and he'd be, he'd be and fun to party with. Very too. yellow piss. So you could work on that for him. You see his piss in you the... You see his piss. He shows it. He FaceTimes his girlfriend with a cup full of his piss and goes, look he, at how yellow it is. He could be just having strong vitamins. Yeah, it's a lot of Yeah, Barocca. a lot of Barocca. Finally... Hungarian race predictions. We we try and predict every every forthcoming race. So where do, you think, where do you think Stroll's going to come? Twelfth. Yeah, twelfth. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to go with first place. I've got Yuki Sonoda, um, but I've also got second and third place Yuki Sonoda. <laughs> okay, just because I think that's the polite thing to do. It's the, cow- the cowardly thing. With to you do. on the show, it's certainly the cowardly thing yeah. to do. Uh, I think Perez is going to win this one. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say Max Lando. <sighs> Lewis. Lewis, I'm going to do it. Silverstone again. Yeah, I still, I, I think, I think McLaren are still going to be very, very strong mm-hmm. in Budapest, and Lewis is just purely based on experience. I think he can extract a lot out of that car, even though it's not that quick. So, yeah, uh, no, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to change. I'm going to go Max Lando Checo. I think, I think Checo will bounce okay, back. Okay, so neither of those had, had your driver in them. Just leave that there. Um, uh, <laughs> you can predict. You I, can say Yuki for third. You can no. Um, look, I, I'll say Yuki top ten. I think he's due for a top ten. Um, we had a you know some big upgrades in Silverstone that the data showed that it's it, it worked, but the drivers didn't fully adapt. So there was like a bit of half half there. So taking that information with a pinch of salt, I think uh, I back Yuki to to come in this week and. And yeah, have a good week and hopefully get top 10 because we've, we've got a bit of a personal deal. Every right. time we get points, we celebrate with a Negroni and we both love a Negroni yeah. and we haven't had a Negroni since Baku. Um, well, I like what, what are the Negronis I, like in Baku? I had a Negroni yesterday with Josh. <laughs> <laughs> two, yeah, two. Um, uh, I, was, I was flying after that first Negroni. That was strong, man. Whew. What about you, Alfie? I'm going to go... Um, do you know Max Verstappen? Yes, I've yeah, heard of yeah. him. Yes. He's going to win, I think. I just have the gut feeling in my in my guts. Uh, I also think that uh, I think I'm going to go uh, ha- Hamilton second, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go. I think uh, George Russell is going to have too much paprika in his goulash in Hungary. <laughs> He's going to get severe food poisoning, and I think Schumacher is going to oh. come third. Oh, that's really good. Netflix, Netflix would love that. Netflix would love. Netflix are the people that put the, the bad stuff in <laughs> George's goulash. George, goulash ready. Um, genuinely. Oh, Netflix. <laughs> I, we, do you think that George Russell and Francis Bourgeois are the same person? Oh, no comment. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. And genuinely, genuinely, congrats on doing such a good we're very rarely, I don't think we've ever been sincere on this show, but seeing- I don't plan on starting now. No, I'll say a little something. <laughs> you say a little something. But the the fan reaction that we saw for Yuki at Silverstone was quite mind-blowing. And like, congrats on um, on what you seem to be doing with him, because it seems like he's in a really positive headspace and he's pulling in really good results in a car that's challenging to do that, is the nice way to put it. Mm. And I think um, you've done an amazing job, man. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Appreciate that. Congratulations to Yuki for doing so well, despite having to work with you. It's amazing. I, I, thought, I, I thought I'd temper it with an insult. <laughs> okay, okay, great. Uh, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And I'm Michael Taliano. Hey! And th- can you, do you want to say, and this was Dirty Air? And this was Dirty Air. Great. Great. Thanks, man. That was fun. Come and dance with me, Michael. So
Come and dance with me, my 